0: In the following live session recording, Barry Dollar, State Missionary in Communications with Georgia Baptist Mission Board, will talk about a mega list of free tools and resources to improve your web presence. Are you looking for the latest ideas and resources to renew and refresh your church's website and your online presence? In this session, the listener will hear the must-haves and the cool new trends to enhance online communication through the web. Let's join Barry now. Alright, we well, glad you're here and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to be here. I want you to know that um, anytime through this, feel free to ask questions. We're going to we're gonna be going quick, it's going to be a, a lot of information, it's really going to be kind of information overload, but that's okay because at the end I'm going to give you a link, it's going to have everything that I cover and plus additional information on most of the topics. So. You don't have to worry about missing anything, but the important thing to me is that you ask questions and let me know what you're trying to figure out, and and we'll figure it out together. But it's going to go quick. We're going to cover 10 10 of my favorite freebies um, that you can use to improve your web presence for your church. Um, This is a freebie. This isn't one of my tens. This is a freebie, uh, an extra, and uh, so I thought it was interesting as you guys come in, you got on your phones and you did the survey, and I wasn't expecting free pics and graphics to be the top thing, so um, that's good to know. Free design tool. we're not necessarily going to go in that order, but I kind of get an idea of what to spend a little more time on, so, um, uh, but that's a cool tool. You should look it up, mentimeter.com. You might find a use for it. Um, I'm Barry Dollar. I work for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Uh, I'm the web guy, and so basically what I do is I design new websites and I redesign websites that are older websites. Um, Sometimes, if a website goes down, I got to figure out why it's broken, stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm just doing web all the time, all day long, which I love doing. It's like a very fun job. I get to play on the internet all day long, so it's pretty cool. Uh, and in, in doing that, I've learned a lot of things. And, and so, I want to, and, and I've learned how to use a lot of freebies because, you know, we got a budget just like you guys got a budget. And so, I'm, if I can use something for free, that's what I'm going to do. And so I'm going to share with you some of my favorite ones tonight. Um, <clears throat> the first one I'm going to jump into is a free website. Now, is anybody here because you're about to jump into building a website? Okay. Have you all already decided on how you're going to build it? What platform or anything? Okay, well, this is awesome. So um, the, the platform that I want to show you, let me, let me switch here. Oh, by the way, join our communications (coughs) ministry group on Facebook. uh, Facebook Facebook.com groups, communication uh, ministry. That'll be in the notes as well. Okay, the free websites. There's a ton of options out there where you can build free websites. Uh, Most of them, are they put commercials or advertisements on your website if it's free. Now, this one is called Radiant Websites. And and we're going to go to the URL in a minute. But here's the way that I'm going to present each one of these tonight. I'm going to give you their pitch, and I'm going to give you my 15-second review. And then we'll take a look at them, and you can ask questions if you have any. So here's their pitch. Beautiful ministry websites and mobile apps powered by Radiant, a company committed to advancing the gospel of Christ. That sounds good, right? That's how I want my website with, the company committed to sharing the gospel of Christ. Okay, here's my review. What I like about Radiate is they make a way for you to ease into a solid web platform for free and then you can grow your web presence by upgrading to the premium offerings and enhance- enhancements. Now you don't have to upgrade. You can stay on their free plan, but if, as you upgrade they have different levels of upgrading where you can get additional tools and things like that. And so we're gonna, we're gonna take a look at this website real quick. Where's my mouse? Oh, there it is. got to look up there to get my... (coughs) This is going to be fun. What just happened? You broke it. I broke it. Let's see. How did I break it?
1: Uh, It's not mirroring your... your
0: Hey, y'all, this is... We're not going to get through but five of these because i got to do this. There we go. All right. So advancing the gospel of Christ. If you go to their pricing right here, you'll see their different plan levels. So see they got free and then from there it goes $25 a month, $45, $75, and so on. And and you can see kind of what you get with each one of those. Um, If you go to their website, they have some example websites that people are building there. Again, the cool thing I like about it is it's a Christian company. Their focus is about advancing the gospel. They care about churches. The websites that are on here are church websites. And so they consider what they're doing a ministry. And so if you have it decided on a platform, then by all means, I encourage you to check them out. Like I say, there's, there's tons of platforms out there. Some of you that have a website, what do you have your website built on? Do you know?
2: Squarespace.
0: Okay, that's a good one. Squarespace, what else? iPage. iPage, yeah. Yeah, Weebly. Yes, that's another good one. Who else knows what your website's on? There's no Wix. Yep, those three are very popular, no doubt about it. Um, Who in here actually manages your website for your church?
1: No, they just threw it on and just left it alone.
0: That's not good. (laughs) John, you do? <coughs> that's, that's what they always do to the music guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, that's good. So, um, you guys that are looking, at least check this out. There's many other options out there. I will tell you that at the Georgia Bad Mission Board, everything we do is WordPress. Um, we use a platform called WP Engine, and uh, we have, right now, I think we've got close to 40 websites, but we're trying to reduce that number um, keep, keep your eyes out. We're currently about to launch the new Christian Index. I don't know if you go to that website or not, but it's going to be very cool um, to check out. And we are working on a redesign of gbaptist.org that we hope to launch before the annual meeting. So, uh, be looking for both of those.
2: Radiant, um, mobile friendly.
0: Yes, it sure is. <clears throat> wow, I'm, I'm sorry y'all. I, I should have brought me some water up here. Um, okay, so number two. are got to go fast. Um, free church media. That was the top thing on the list. Uh, free church media. Freely Freely church photos. Is anybody familiar with that? Wow, thank you. Whoever gave that, I appreciate it. Okay, here's their pitch. Totally free, high quality Christian stock photography published under the CCO license. You know what that is? Creative Commons. Yeah, it means you don't have to give any attribution on the website. A lot of these, you gotta, and be real careful about this, a lot of free image websites. They say, you can use it free, but you have to put our name on your website to say where you got it. Most of them are that way. Yeah. If you use their image and you don't give them attribution to that image, they can literally sue you. Now, what? Now, in reality, what typically would happen is you'd get a cease and desist letter. And then you'd just have to take it down. That'd be the end of it. But still, now you've got to go find another image. So, might as well start somewhere where you know it's look for this. CCO license. That means you don't have to give attribution to it. So that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to know. Um, my review. One of my personal favorites. This is a wonderful and growing database of all free, high-quality photos, high-resolution photos uh, that are spe- specifically designed, uh, specifically Christian-focused and great for print or web. We're gonna take a look at this real quick. You'll like this. And then I'll show you another one. Oh, we did say the internet was slow, didn't we? Okay, so um, <coughs> this will be in my notes. You can check it out, but when you go there, what you would have seen is you would have seen uh, tiles of categories. Maybe it's um, prayer, people, uh, scripture, just all kind of categories. And they're growing this library every day and it's really great photos. I, at my church, uh, my wife and I do the college ministry and so we use a lot, of, a lot of images, PowerPoints, things like that. And I get most of my pictures from that website right there. But I'm going to share with you another one that's really cool. Um, church Media Drop. I don't know if you've heard of this one. Uh, free media for churches by churches. Church Media Drop was created to help churches share what they've created. Now this is a cool idea. Lots of great resources. Everything's free. I like their tutorial section which teaches you how to use different things, um, how to create PowerPoint stuff like that. Um, also, you can share your creative works there so that other churches can take advantage of that. So basically, it's sort of like a, a clearinghouse of everybody sending their work in and sharing it with everybody else. So everything's filmed there and that's really cool. Let's see if this one will come up. If it doesn't, we'll know it's my internet. Well, guess what? I think it's my internet. Oh, there we go. Okay, cool. So here, the, the, the previous one I showed you, it's all images. But here, look at what you got. Audio backgrounds, bumper video games, uh, live production, uh, Logic X, I don't even know what that is, logo and graphics, main stage, um, mini movie, motion backgrounds, uh, series package, social media, still backgrounds, tons. Of resources. So you
2: know, like those motion
0: yeah, definitely, yeah. So, so this is a treasure trove. I mean, just go there and dig around in it and and see all the stuff that's in there. And every bit of it, some church created it and uploaded it. And, you know, you could create, if you're making cool stuff at your church, get a login and upload your stuff and share it with other churches. Because I don't know about you. I know that we make a lot of stuff for our college students. And it's a shame that you make it. You use it once and then it's just sitting in a file on your computer, right? So yeah, Church Media Drop is is a very cool um, resource. Okay, next. Free design tool. Canva. Um, Yeah, who who has used Canva in here? Okay, two people, three people. Alright, Canva is very cool. Now tomorrow afternoon, if you're going to be in Alan Smith's session, and it's going to be more on print design, he'll go in depth on Canva. But I'm just going to give you a quick overview because it's so so worth the mention. Uh, Design anything? Publish anywhere? use Canva's drag-and-drop feature and professional layouts to design stunning graphics. Doesn't that sound great? Everybody wants to design stunning graphics, right? Here's my review. Canva is free, mostly. There's some things they charge for. Simple, fast, and offers a variety of pre-built templates. Everything from a logo to a t-shirt can be designed with Canva. Um, what I really like is that the resize tool uh, can take your design and immediately resize it to whatever. Like, you, let's say you said, I want to create a logo for my church and you create it and you go, hmm, that'd be awesome on a t-shirt. You select t-shirt, boom, it redoes it for a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, Linda, tell me, do they have it to where you can order t-shirts through them or? You
2: know, I'm not sure about
0: that feature. Do you know? Have you ever tried?
2: I, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't doing
0: that. It know. seems like the. It, it seems like the things that I saw that are for paid is some layouts you have to pay for. I'm not sure which are free and which are paid, but a lot of it's free and and it's really cool. Let's take a quick look at it. Maybe. Thank you. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yes. It's loading. Okay, so um, you ha- you do have to create a login. Okay, here's a design I, s- I just threw out there. So basically, you can, you can select what you want to design. Maybe if this will load, we'll just do a new one. But there'll be all kind of uh, pre-built formats over here that you can scroll through. And it's hard to see, yeah, there you go, so fashion logo, art and design logo, band logo, company logo, and uh, it's not just logos, there's other things like brochures, I believe t-shirts, whatever.
2: Uh, What I liked was that it asks you what you want to do. And it'll even like, do you want to design an Instagram something? I mean, and it's really specific. And you might want to do every type of social media.
0: Great for social media, right? Great for social media. But anyway, you, I, I had selected this earlier from over here somewhere. I don't see it now, and it pops it in there, and then you can you can resize that. You can click in here and and type something different. You can change the background uh, wording, whatever. You can even flip it if you want to. Let's see. Well, I can't because I can't click on it. But but basically, it gives you all these models or all these templates to use. And then you go in there and you tweak it to whatever you want it to be. You can change type, fonts and sizes. I mean, it just gives you all kind of control. Uh, It may just be that, hey, I like this just the way it is. I just need my name there. And then, like I say, you get that and I go, wow, I'd love that on a T-shirt. Then I can choose to resize it for a T-shirt or... um, you know, a, I guess a PowerPoint slide. I don't know what all, but anyway, it's very cool. And again, Alan Smith will spend some time on this tomorrow and he'll probably create a few things for you. So um, if you haven't decided on the last session that you're going to, come and go to that one. All right, next. <clears throat> who does email marketing? Anybody? A couple of people? Um, who would like to do email marketing? Okay, so we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. But <laughs> MailChimp, if you decide sometime in the future that you want to send email blasts out to congregation, you know, your pastor says, hey, figure out how to do this, I recommend MailChimp because one is so easy and intuitive. Uh, MailChimp is always on marketing platform for small businesses. MailChimp is my favorite email platform. I'm telling you it's awesome. The free plan here's what's awesome about. It. the free plan includes up to two thousand contacts in your address book and ten thousand cents per month free that's that's going to cover most churches. You can send two thousand emails a day and uh, the so that'll cover most churches. Um, if you want to build your audience in there you can import your emails or you can put a subscription on your website and you build your audience and and so that's just sending out emails but then once you get in there they have all kind of marketing tools that helps you to grow your audience and helps you to um, just um, make your reach go further but anyway we're, we're gonna move on from that one free podcasting. Now that was one of the low ones on the list, so we may not have to spend much time here. But I want to share something with you important. Now let me ask you this. Who in here podcasts?
2: They're wanting to.
0: Wanting to. Mm-hmm. I, John John Podcast. Uh, John. Okay, they're wanting to. Anybody else in here? Your chair says we should have a podcast?
1: I've been trying to talk them into it. Well,
0: they want
1: <clears throat> to stream somehow. Yeah. The podcast is just audio.
0: <clears throat> Would you say it's yeah, yeah? On, on anchor, yeah, on anchor, yeah. So, okay, let me show you this, and I'm going to give you a, a little stat that you're going to find real interesting that might inspire you to think about podcasting. Okay, um, their there uh, statement: create and host unlimited episodes. Distribute your show everywhere and make money all in one place, all for free. Now, I know y'all aren't interested in the make money part, well, but well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Think about the reach of ministry for a minute. Now, I'm sure all of you, if you don't, don't say so, but I would imagine all of you love your pastor. You love to hear his preaching. His preaching speaks to you, and you'd love for it to speak to other people. It's almost like we are saying earlier, when you make graphics, and they're awesome graphics, but you use them one time, and then you just put them in the drawer. Well, that's how a pastor's uh, message could be seen, is he got up and preached it that Sunday, and it was awesome, but now it's just put in a drawer somewhere. Well, if you're recording that message, and then you set yourself up on Anchor at no cost, then you can. it's so easy to upload the messages. They even have editing tools and things like that. But the cool thing I like about Anchor is that it connects to, it connects to, um, what am I thinking? What is the Apple store? iTunes. iTunes. Thank you. iTunes. and Well, let me get my notes here. Anchor's recording tools on mobile. You can record on mobile. You can record on iPad, desktop, laptop. It, it just makes it easy to record. You don't have any special, don't need any special equipment. Um, easy to edit, easy to publish, and easy to distribute Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. The distribution is what's cool because if your pastor is is preaching these powerful messages and and say you are in a church of one to two hundred, well one to two hundred people's hearing his message but it should be heard by many more, well this is how you can get that done. You can get it out there, you can distribute it on these different platforms and what you would hope is that people will find it out there uh, that aren't coming to your church. Or you can share it on Facebook. I mean, there's so many ways to magnify the reach of your pastor's messages. And you get some people listening that maybe aren't in your church. Maybe they'll start coming to your church. So it's something to think about. Um, the stat that I wanted to share, uh, I don't guess... That, hmm?
2: Can you take that and embed it in a web
0: page? Yeah. Right, John? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much, because you've created that file and maybe you've went in there and edited it, you've not only distributed it, but then you can pull it back out, you know, based on editing, just clean it up or whatever and really put it wherever you want. But yeah, um, what you can do on your website, I hear what you're saying, like, if you're doing this um, weekly podcast onto here, then you can, put, you can embed your feed from Anchor. Am I using the right terms? Mm-hmm. Onto your website. So that's another distribution point just like Apple, Google, and Spotify in your website. Okay. And so it automatically loads on your website every week. You're doing it in one place. Automatically loads in all those places. That said, you're talking
2: about feed. Is this something that people can subscribe to so they yeah. can Distributes out and then whatever their favorite podcast,
1: you know, tool is, whether that be Spotify or fill in blank, you can get access your podcast through that, through that because the RSS feed, and you can also download the file to your phone or to your computer
0: to listen. Right, and so that's the key to podcasting is you've got to have a feed, and so basically Anchor is where you're creating your feed, and then you can feed it out to whatever platforms you're trying to get it to, including your website.
1: Can you like well, our, our church is rural we don't have good internet can you We record to a CD can you just upload that to the desktop rather than capture well, you know, I would skip the CD unless you're already distributing CDs to people kind of um, but yeah you know, there's certain ways to do that now you could rip once you record it to the CD you can then take it to your home rip it down to a MP3 file or whatever type of file you are talking, audio file and then upload that the file right mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. you know but it'd take another step MP3s are small safe. enough though for yeah. low bandwidth that it shouldn't be a problem at all yeah and you can actually it would be better if to record it straight into the computer in the sanctuary though in the savior step but yeah. if you don't have or decent even, internet
2: at the church then that. then, then you can that recorder he's got around his neck right there, if you can plug it into your soundboard, that would probably be plenty enough.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and worst case scenario, at my first church, I had one of these, and I literally had this that hooked into it and put it right there. And then I'd hand it to the audio guy after the service, and, you know, they'd do uh, CDs and give it out to the people, you know, or take it to the shut-ins or whatever. So, Yeah. Uh, John is the man if you have more questions about that afterwards he can uh, he can answer any question on that 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 you have Um, I'm looking for this it's not really a set of status really more of a quote Um, here we go so earlier this summer or I guess in the spring I went to the digital summit in Atlanta And one of the keynotes there was uh, Randy Zuckerberg. Now, does that name sound familiar, Zuckerberg? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's Mark Zuckerberg's wife. So she has her own world and her own business. But she's a very, very intelligent lady. And she got up there and here's what she said. Um, She said, right now is the time to do audio podcasts. 90 million listeners and only 800,000 producers. Now, back in the day, there was all these people looking for blog posts and nobody was writing blogs, but that day came and it went and now there's more bloggers than there are people reading. Actually, I'm trying to suggest at work that we just don't even blog anymore. It's just saturated. But she said you've got 90 million listeners looking for something to listen to and only 800,000 content creators. And so this is like the moment to get on. He sa- she said, if you wait another year, you'll be too late. So something to think about. I mean, if you want to get your pastor out there and get him noticed, in a year from now, there'll be way more content producers. Content production is just going out, out, out the roof every day. Right, John? John is a content producer. And by the way, do him a favor and like his channel on uh, YouTube. John was
1: bored.
0: John was bored on YouTube. Find that and like it. He, How many likes do you need to hit 1,000? Uh, I
1: need to 100, no, sorry, 230 more subscribers.
0: Okay. So... John was bored, and if you can't remember, shoot me an email, and I'll I'll send it to you again. We want him to hit his one thousand subscribers. Okay, so free podcasting, free live meetings. Does anybody do live? Mm -hmm. Linda, how do you do live?
2: I use that or the Teams or
0: Outlook. (laughs) Okay, at your church? In
2: that
0: work. -hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Anybody else? Do do y'all get asked, how do we do live? Are you there yet? No. Okay, I'll tell you how we use live at my church. Again, with the college group. The interesting thing about a college group um, is that most churches have no college group. You know why that is? Because they're the most transient age group. You can't keep them, they're going to work and they can't come on Sunday. They leave for school and they only come back for Christmas. And, and they're just all over the board. They're in that place in their life to where they're trying to get in college. They're trying to start work. They're, and it's very hard to corral them. Fortunately, we have a few faithful ones. But we have a lot that it's not that they don't want to be faithful. It's that they can't because they're working or they're, they're away at school or whatever. So what we do is we use Zoom. Zoom is a, is a free platform. Uh, let's take a look at it. Simplified video conferencing and messaging across any device a single communication suite for meetings, chat, and more. So the, any device thing is what's cool because we're recording it in our classroom. And basically what we do is we have, a, we have a Bible study time on Sunday mornings. And so we have a camera and a laptop, and we turn it on, and, and we broadcast. And so we typically will have one or two students that zoom in because they're somewhere else. We, we had students this summer Zooming in from Africa because they was one young lady spent the summer in Africa. She would Zoom in every Sunday. Another young man was there for a two-week mission. He Zoomed in. We have, have guys that are away at school. Sometimes when somebody's sick, they're like, I'm too sick, I don't want to get, get you contagious, but they Zoom in, and so we can talk to them, they can talk to us, so it's a very cool, <coughs> free platform. I use Zoom for college Sunday mornings. It's an easy learning curve. That's important to me, to to manage meetings. Um, We can share the screen. We can share video. So basically what I do is I have a PowerPoint. And so I'm playing the PowerPoint, and that's what they're seeing on the screen. And then over here in this corner, you'll have a little box, and it'll have a picture of the class. If somebody dials in, they'll pop up. If another one dials in, they'll pop up. Now there's different ways to do that. I could have the class full screen if we're just talking. But for the sake of using PowerPoint video and stuff like that, we do that and we pop up in the corner. You don't even have to have anybody pop up in the corner. And some people want to show their face, some people don't. So if they have their camera off, it just a little notification pops up. Robbie has joined the group. And we're all like, hey, Robbie, how you doing? You know, and it's just, it, it works for us. It's a great way to do something live that makes sense. And it totally makes sense what's for the, us. What's
2: the minimum uh, equipment that you would need? We, we're looking for something. Everybody's pushing us, want to push us toward Facebook Live for our shut-ins. And we've been talking about this for the last month or so, and I'm thinking this would be great because you could have multiple people coming in from multiple places versus going to try to go to Facebook and trying to keep it just
0: with those people. Right, so here's what you have to do, and what we do is we uh, put... A link a meeting link and it lets you either change the login every time it's not a login it's just a code like you guys that did the thing ahead you just put in a code go to that link put in a code Uh, and so we you can set it to be the same meeting that never changes and so but now they all know the code and they know it's always going to be the code, it makes it real easy. So, so they'll uh, log in with the code. The other cool thing that it does um, that makes it easy is if you want to, you, you can record. And if you record, it will record both the video and the audio. So what we do as another way to reach out to our college guys that couldn't zoom in, couldn't show up, we take the audio recording because it's not that big a file and we put it on our Facebook group. And so that's a lot of stuff for free right there. So check it out. Now, I haven't used Facebook Live, but we use Facebook Live, uh, Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Um, and so. <clears throat> Right, we're doing it now. Right, That's right, we're doing it now. There you uh-huh. go. Now, and and I just say that I say that to say I can't answer the questions towards uh, Facebook Live, but John could. I'm sure Linda could. So if you want to talk more about that at the end of this meeting, then grab one of those guys. If you want to talk more about Zoom, then I can fill you in on that. Um, but it's a, it's very cool and it's very uh, very helpful for our college guys and and they like it. Speaking about college guys, uh, here's, a, here's another freebie that you might not be aware of, and I'm throwing this in. It's not in my list. Um, does anybody use GroupMe? Yeah, group me, group me. Okay, so uh, about a month or two ago, we were talking to one of the young ladies that just graduated high school and moved up. She's about to go off to college. And we were saying, oh, we got to get you on our Facebook group because we got them all in a Facebook group. But you know students in Facebook, it's not really their favorite medium anymore. They come to it if they're committed to us. They'll come and see what's going on. But she goes, "Uh, Facebook, she goes, why don't you do a group me? We're like, what's a group me? and it's a uh, it's basically group texting is that how you would describe it and it's so easy and as soon as we set that up it was like my phone started blowing up with people putting it, and you whoever's on it has to put another person on it But my phone was blowing up and now we get so much more conversation on group me on the phone than we've ever got on Facebook so if you got uh, teenagers or young adults, and you want to get connected with them, and you're like, I can't get them to go to Facebook. Do group me because it it just it works great. Yes. And,
1: um, is there a limit on how many people you can have in the group?
0: Uh, Linda, do you know? Do you know? I
1: don't know Corey. So, but they do have to have the app. Yeah, yeah you Everybody do have to load, load an to app. Load the app. Okay. To do it, and the reason you get more conversations because it notifies you. Yeah. Yeah. You but you can mute it so if it gets to be too much or yeah.
2: people are messaging at midnight which has happened with me I can mute it and I will just wake up to quiet time next- or something like that
0: and, and here's the thing it's like oh you gotta download an app and I'm telling you I felt the same way I was probably the last one to put that you know it's like my wife goes put the app on your phone um, but just seeing what it's done for us as far as communicating with each other um, not just communicating about things going on, just, you know, friendly communication with each other and, and just having conversations and stuff like that. It's well worth it. It's a very cool, very cool thing. Okay, what's next? Huzzah, free video gallery. Now, here's why you want a video gallery. Um, again, it's sort of like um, podcasting. I don't know if your church records your pastor's messages or if y'all have videos of mission trips or whatever it may be. But if you need a way to curate video, this is is what you want to take a look at. It's the best platform to showcase videos on your website and it's free. I love Hosa. You can integrate YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook, and Twitch videos all in one seamless interface and embed the gallery on any website. Create your collection uh, paste in video URLs. HUSA does the rest. The gallery is fully responsive. Um, and I'm going to show you an example of one we did so I can better explain um, what, what's going on. Okay, this is, our, this is our groups page. And this is our uh, groups online video training and with the internet it might load a little slow. But basically, while it's loading, here's here's what, what you do is, there you go. Huzza does not host video. What Huzza does is it gives you a way to group videos together in a cool package. So some of these videos might be from Vimeo. Some of these videos might be from YouTube. Might be from Facebook. If you have a video URL, you can create a library of those videos. What I like about this particular one that we're using, uh, this is sort of like a video blog for us. You see we added the video here and then we, we can put content over here. This is in this particular player. They have like 12 players. In this window over here, in some of them we actually have... Uh, Links to PDF downloads and you can you can just put all kind of stuff in there So no matter what let me see if I can scroll up Um, So if I whatever video I click on it'll change up there and it'll play and the information will change Eventually So anyway, this is, this is one player that I built in Huzza. So again, I log in there and what they're doing is they're just helping me create a player where I'm plugging in whatever content I want, I'm plugging in what video I want, then it gives me an embed code and then I go to this page and drop in the embed code and all the videos look alike. Because you know a video from Vimeo versus YouTube, they look very different. So this makes it all look neat and organized and, and consistent.
2: Is this living on your website or are you going out to Huzza's site?
0: This is on our website. Okay. So it's an embed code being fed. Like before we were about bo- podcasting feed, this is sort of like a video feed. So Huzza is the curation platform where you build these players and then you get a code that you just put in your website and it produces this. And so what we've done with them, they have so many training videos, you see the different tabs. So if I click, there's a tab for students, a tab for adults. It brings up a whole different series of videos. Now this is done in our website. But again, this is another player that i built with all of our uh, youth ministry videos player with adult group videos. So it's pretty cool. Now the free one, let me go back to my to my page here. Oh, I don't have a link to the free one. Okay, so the free version has one player. Um, to get all 12 players, so you might say, like, that's not the free player. Okay, if you wanted that one, it's $9 a month or $99 a year. So if you deal a lot with videos and you want something that can give you a great presentation of videos, um, $99 a year is a pretty good price. Um, in our new website, I was telling you we're redesigning the George Baptist Mission Board website, um, we're going to have a lot of video training and, and we'll use HUSA to bring all that together. That way it might, let's say if it's training about uh, disaster relief. Maybe there's 10 videos that we produce. Maybe there's five more produced somewhere else, but we want them all together. All we got to do is have the link and it, it brings them all together.
1: All right, so since I'm, I want to make sure I got this right. So, your disaster relief videos, they're not, where, where are they, how do you get them, where are they at?
0: Most of so, our videos are on Vimeo.
1: So you shot the video, edited it, you uploaded it to Vimeo, then from Vimeo to this site, and from this site, the embed code, to the website.
0: Yeah, and so the reason is that all their video goes on Vimeo. And so on Vimeo, they do have a player that basically is pretty hokey. They've never created a good player. Uh, I don't even know, does YouTube have a player that presents multiple videos? Yeah, so these video hosts and services, they're not into players. And so you're left to have to manually build this on your website. So you have to get somebody that knows how to code that stuff in or use WordPress or whatever you're using and you go, okay, I want this video here, I want this video here. And then it may not be responsive. There's just all kind of troubles with video. So So, you build them in there. Yes, you build them in there and then you just embed it and it works. It just works beautifully. Okay. Now it's really going to get boring. Business listings. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in to give y'all a nap. Um, <clears throat> Google Business. Who knows what that is? Who knows what Google is? <laughs> Google. Big Google brother. controls the world, right? Big brother. Okay. Think. Let's. Let's. Let's get at the fifty thousand foot level and then bring it down to here. If a if a new family moves to your town and they're wanting to see want, going, we need to find a church. Very often, what they're going to do is they're going to go on Google, and they're going to say Baptist churches in my town. Right now, it would it would uh, it would be a smart thing for you to do when you get home tonight to go and put Baptist churches. You're from Kennesaw. Baptist churches in Kennesaw, and see does your church show up? I got a feeling First Baptist Kennesaw would probably pop up. church. Well, that's even harder. Yes, if, if it depends church.
1: on the, it depends on the town.
0: Well, that's true too. In
1: Kennesaw, that might be tough, but in <coughs> Chickamauga, I mean, it depends on the how much competition. What well, you know.
0: Right. And so um, in in any town, somebody's going to pop up at the top. So the way that you can kind of stack the deck, if you will, is to make sure that you have a Google business listing. Now, when you go and say churches in Kennesaw, the churches that pop up first, they've probably claimed and taken ownership and management of their business listing. Now, if you do... Uh, churches in my town, or either just go to Google and type in your church name and it'll pop up. You know how it looks. It pops up on the right and and you'll have maybe a picture of the church and it'll have a map. Do you want directions, times? You know, all businesses, how Google presents it. Well, there may be a link there that says, do you own this business? If, it, if it's there, click on it because what that allows you to do is take ownership of it. Now, Not just anybody can take ownership of it. Google has to make sure you're legit. So the way Google typically does that is is whatever the phone number is in that listing, which would probably be your church office number, Google says, we will call this office number and, and you need to approve through your office phone. Now, if, if you go, well, nobody's ever at the office, they'll do a paper process where they'll literally mail you something.
1: They'll also make sure that it lines up with the Google car, the, the, the video, the map. Yeah. That address is not your church. If your church is out of your home, they're going to break
0: you down. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and, and so the, the importance of a Google business listing is it gets you on the map, it gets you higher up in the, in the results. Uh, more than a business listing, your free business profile lets you easily connect with customers across Google search and maps. So basically, in a fancy way, they're saying, we're going to put you closer to the top. If, you're, if you type in Baptist churches in your town and you're on page three, <clears throat> I think you had a problem, right? You wanna show up somewhere on page one. You wanna show up, sometimes they'll pop up a map and they'll have pinpoints of different churches. You wanna show up there. Well, the way you uh, have a better chance of doing that is by claiming your business listing. Is that
2: free?
0: It's free. It's free, excuse me.
1: Check it out to our church. There's two Antiochs in our town. And Google had our church listed, our address and everything, but picture of the wrong wrong church. and it had, So he said, how do I get there? Just look it up online, it would send you to that church.
0: Yeah, and that's not as uncommon as you would think. And so, you know, when you get that business list and you can make sure the address is correct, you can move the pin map, the pen on the map. You can say, my pen's in the wrong place. Y'all need to fix it. And they fix it pretty quick. You can put your church hours. You can put pictures of your church. Put a picture of a worship service. You know, you can put information about ministries. It's almost like a mini website. If, you, if you're a church and you don't have a website, you need a Google listing. Because that can be your presence on the web. So. So yeah, definitely if you haven't done that, um, someone needs to do that in your church. So encourage them to get that done. Okay, this is also tied to Google, uh, free web analytics. Um, what, What are analytics? Somebody tell me. Do you use them?
2: Who's clicking and where are they clicking from?
0: Yeah. Does anybody use analytics? In, in a church. So how do you use it? Well, I, I have a, a small business, so I have to use
1: all this stuff in that small business. I'm the music director at our church. Mm-hmm. So I've helped do that stuff there, but you can get your demographics and everything through your analytics.
0: Right, right. And, and as she said, you can see who's clicking or if anybody's clicking. Well, if nobody's clicking, I wonder why. Can we do something to get them to clicking? Uh, We just went through a whole analytics reality with the Christian Index. Uh, They had what's called a high bounce rate, which means people was coming to the website and leaving within 10 seconds. They also had a very high organic search rate, which means a lot of people was finding them on Google, just typing in a word, and they're coming up. And so they're going, oh, that's about my subject. And they'd go there, and they'd go, oh, that's not what I was looking for, and they'd leave. And so what we realize is we're doing a great job with keywords and tagging and we're getting a ton of traffic, but we're not doing a great job keeping them there. And so now we're working on strategy with this redesign to get them to click more, to read stories, to grab their attention and get them to stay. So that's one real-life example of how analytics helps you. Well again, that's free. When you get your Google Business listing, there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. Um, You might have to go to a different area to find it, but Google just does a ton of stuff. So uh, do a little research on Google and figure out how to get Google Analytics. And basically you just go and you set up an account and you put your church's uh, URL in there and there's a little code that goes on your site, whoever does your web can do that. Usually they have a box that you just drop it in and it'll start tracking everything that happens and you'll start seeing it are people even coming to your website I mean if they're not coming and you're paying forty bucks a month you know do should we be paying that or should we do something to get people coming to our website so those are uh, sort of the nuts and bolts of web but it's certainly something that you should be thinking about Um, more than a business listing your free business profile easily connect with, did we not just read yeah. that on the, okay, sorry. Um, okay, less encrypt, free encryption. Now you're real, if business listings didn't get you jazzed up, the encryption, that already get you, that already gets your brain to pumping right there, right? Does anybody even know what that is? Yes. Make it safer. What is it? Make it safer. Make it safer. Make it safer. Make it safer. Let's Encrypt is free, it's automated, and it's open certificate authority. Don't even worry what that means, it's free and it's automated. In 2018, Google decided that every website should be secure. You know what's secure, how you know a website's secure, right? How? Green padlock, right? And so they decided every page on the internet should have a green padlock. And, and so they really pressed it in the fact that if you don't have a green padlock, we're going to say that, that you may be bad. I'll show you what it looks like. This is without the green padlock. You get that circle in the eye and look what it says. Your connection to this site is not secure. You should not enter any sensitive information on this site, for example, passwords or credit cards, because it could be stolen by attackers. How, do you, how would you like for people to read that about your church? You, you see the importance of securing your church website? Most church websites, a lot of association websites that I've looked at over the last few months, they're rarely ever secure. You know, I, I don't know if it's Firefox or Safari, one of them, when you go to a non-secure website, it just puts up a big thing. Says Basically, it's going, don't go! Turn around. Go back. You're going to lose everything. They're going to steal your identity. This is your church. So as boring as encryption is, I'm telling you, you need to be sure your church has a green padlock on every page so that people don't read this kind of message about your church. That's what it looks like, right? Secure. That's what, that's what you want people to see. So let's encrypt allows you to do that for free. You know, before Let's Encrypt came along, people paid good money to encrypt a website. It it was not cheap. We, at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, all but one of our websites are encrypted using Let's Encrypt free. The only one that we actually pay for the encryption is uh, jabaptist.org. You know why? We got a store on there and we collect credit card information and we sell things and we thought free won't, we're going to take care of our customers. Free won't get it there. Now by the way, most of the stuff in our store is free, but still we're gathering information and, uh, and we want to make sure that's secure. But all of our other you know 30 cents websites, less encrypt. Now based on your website, um, there's there's, um, how do I say this, based on where your website is built, Uh, would determine how you add that security, that Let's Encrypt certificate. And it may be that typically you would go through your web host. Whoever's hosting your website, they will be able to help you set that up.
1: And they should do it with Let's Encrypt?
0: Most of them, most of them do, most of them uh, make that the first choice less encrypt yeah it's it's becoming a common standard less encrypt yeah
1: I was talking to I think it was hosting was trying to move a few sites from hosting to them and she acted like she could go on there and put in the security certificate So yeah I'm going to take that for you but I didn't see it on there
0: well the only way that it's done properly is you have a green padlock
1: yeah, I
0: didn't see that. Yeah, then. I don't think we were communicating. Yeah, they they might have thought they knew what this doing, but if you don't have that green padlock, it's not secure. It doesn't have, it it's not to say it doesn't have a security certificate. It's just not set up properly. They they may even think they've got it set up properly, but I would imagine if they think they know about that, they would know that you got to get a padlock. I know. Yeah. And by the way, there's a website, and it, let's say that if you get the job of putting this in yourself, I know for me, I put them in myself, and it's not hard because of our platform. That is basically, I click a button and it loads. But still, I don't see the green padlock. It could be that there's something on that page that isn't secure. In other words, maybe you got an image on there, and it says HTTP colon slash slash, and it's missing the S. And because the image was on there before you added the certificate, the image is still showing the HTTP without the S. So your web person would go in and just add the S and and update it, and it'd be fine. So there's websites that you can say, why no padlock? Actually, the website I use is called whynopadlock.com, And and you just drop in your URL in there, and it'll tell you what's keeping it from being fully secure. Whynopadlock.com. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like uh, another website that I use a lot is uh, brokenlinkchecker.com. <laughs> Guess what that website does? <laughs> yeah, it checks for broken links. Um, that'd be a good domain to own, wouldn't it, John? Yeah. We could sell that. Okay, so I've given you a lot, a lot of information overload all my notes are right here jabetis.org forward slash web freebies now the cool thing about my notes is it has a lot more information it, we have some um, for example we was talking about Canva earlier and y'all was interested in that there's a post I think Linda you wrote it on Canva so i got a link to that post which goes more in detail on that so there's a lot of cool links that give you even more information and um, And also just keep in mind my cards are up here and I love helping people and I love talking to people and so anytime that you get tripped up on some by all means call and if I can help you I will I'll be glad to do that okay we covered a lot what questions do you have yes
2: you have a blog is it better Create a website, transfer your information there, as opposed to just like a blog on WordPress.
0: I'm not sure I understand the question.
1: Just uh,
2: using the other services,
0: or so is because
2: you know WordPress is kind of specifically just for bloggers, so it's not. I don't know the well, website.
0: Yeah, let me say. S- really, a difference? Let me say this. Um, WordPress started out as a, as a blog place. Mm-hmm. WordPress is now the largest website development platform in the world. Mm-hmm. The largest. It is definitely one of the best places to build a website. If you, okay. you know, if you're used to it, mm-hmm. uh, all of our websites are WordPress. There's nothing you can't do on WordPress. Um, So, it started out as a blogging reality, Mm -hmm. but it became so popular, it started growing. Another cool thing about WordPress is that it's open source software. Mm -hmm. And so, it's so popular, and so people all around the world are constantly making new things for it. Mm -hmm. So, whether whether it planned it or not, it always stays cutting edge. If you want the best technology out there at your fingertips, it's WordPress. Now, WordPress is not as easy as, as uh, Weebly or whatever. It's a little bit of a learning curve. But uh, another freebie that I can share with you if you're interested is uh, I've got a website that is like WordPress 101. It's free. All you got to do is, is create a login, and it starts out with this is how you log in. And it goes from there to the most complicated things you can do in WordPress. And I'm going to tell you, once you once you get in there and you learn WordPress, you'll go. You know what? This is a beautiful thing because I can do anything I want to do.
2: What's that website? Um, <laughs> is it on your web
0: freeze? If you will email me, I will get it for you because I just had a brain freeze.
2: That's okay. I raised my hand. I messed him up. So. Something to think about, uh, those of you who are starting new, is don't think about now. Think about three to five years from now. I've had to move stuff several times because we've changed platforms and stuff, and that's not easy. That's not fun. So if you're if you're building, like he's saying, on WordPress light, that it can mature into the full WordPress, that's probably the best way to do it.
0: It's the best way because it stays cutting edge, because people around the world are constantly, whatever is the next thing, they're building it for. I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Um, it's not for everybody because it is a learning curve. It was a learning curve for me when I, I've been at Georgia Baptist Mission Board for 11 years, and when I came... There, we were using a a CMS, content management system. Nothing wrong with those. Weebly, all of those, those are all CMSs, content management systems. And and the thing that I struggled with was they would only give you so much. I'd go, but yeah, I want it to do this. And they go, oh, we don't offer that. We might build it in a future whatever. And finally, I just had the, I'm like, I've got to learn WordPress. I have no choice. I got to learn WordPress, and so I learned it, and and we moved everything to it, and it just it it just puts the most tools at your disposal. Now I will say this: most churches just don't need all the tools at their disposal. You got to decide: do you really need that level of competency on the web to create um, some of the stuff we create is pretty. Pretty deep you know so we need WordPress yeah any other questions well um, I apologize for my voice I don't know where that came from but I hope this has been helpful and uh, just hang out talk to our brain trust in the back Linda and John they know way more than I know but thank you for being here I appreciate it so much